You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. In this episode, we speak to Emily Stacy. Emily shares her love of running and especially trail running and living in the moment while she's hitting those trails. Enjoy. I am over the moon excited actually to welcome to Fit Mind Fit Body Emily Stacy, who I feel like I've known for like Oh gosh, how old's Jake? He must be 29. So I've probably known you for 25 odd years or, you know, a long time. I feel like I've known you a long time. Maybe not that long, maybe 20. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That it's is a long, a long time. time. When you think how old Jake is and I think, yeah. Anyway, so those of you who don't know, Emily, <laughs> I've known Emily, <laughs> as I said, for a long time, but I haven't seen Emily for probably five or six or seven years or more in person. We've, we were just saying we see each other occasionally on Strava, but Emily moved away from Tasmania. So although we have lots of um, mutual friends who have, have been able to catch up with Emily on and off over the years, I have not managed to do that as much. So it's so I'm, that's why I'm so excited to have you here. So welcome, Emily. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here also. And it's nice to see you. And I don't think you've changed in that whole Oh, a very long time, many years. That I've... I got a really good camera. It's kind of, it's kind yeah. of... <laughs> what's your filter? You should tell me later. Right. So, a special filter that makes you, instead of looking like 52, you still look like you're, you know, 35 or something. <laughs> but I don't know that I look 35. Anyway, moving on. This is about you, not me. So, um, <laughs> thank you for agreeing to come on. One of the reasons that um, I haven't seen Emily for a long time is you moved to Canberra. But before Canberra, tell me, Emily, did you grow up here in Tassie? Tell me a little bit about your early years. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born in Launceston in Tasmania in way back 1981. So, yeah, it's, I am. Um, And I have lived all of my life in northern Tasmania between um, a a farming town in Cressy yeah. And then we moved to Riverside and then to Lagana and then back to Riverside. Um, and, yeah, it's that's where I've been. And I was at, uh, went to Launceston Christian School for my whole schooling from prep to year 10, wow. went to Lon- Launceston College and then went to the University of Tasmania for, for my degree. Yeah. And wh- what degree did you do? <laughs> I did a Bachelor of Human Movement. Um, so I'm actually a, a health and PE teacher and I went back and taught at Launceston Christian School um, as well. So that's, I don't think you can get more Tasmanian than that. Um, <laughs> so you went to school in, at the Christian School here and then you went away, became a teacher, came back and taught at the Christian School. That's, that is a quite Tassie thing to do, go back to it the is. school that you came from. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was wonderful though and a wonderful community um, and I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I had there. Um, yeah, the only time that I wasn't at um, LCS was at Launceston College. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So tell me, when you were at school, 
was sport a thing? Were you a sporty kid? Yes. I was a very sporty kid. Um, I like to do all the things. Mm. Um, so even from primary school, I was very active and did a lot of running athletics. Um, I wasn't very good at swimming. Um, bad. Bad at bad. swimming. Yeah, yeah, bad. Bad at swimming until high school um but anyway we won't talk about that we don't talk about swimming (laughs) no no um but no I love I love swimming and team sports as well so when I was probably in year four and we always had Friday afternoon sport at school which was good but from year four I was able to play up into my sister so Amanda is a few years older than me um and her team sports through school I often played on her teams as well um so it was kind of like, yeah, more sports, please. And I've carried that through. Like I'm very, um, I like to do all the things. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't play team sport anymore, but I yeah, really enjoyed. Um, netball especially was probably a big one through okay. primary school and then high school and then even in college I played netball. So what, um, what do you think you enjoyed about it? Was it the, like these are all team sports you were just saying? Did you? Yeah, it was just the doing I yeah. like doing stuff with people mm-hmm. um, now and I, I like doing stuff well and that's I think now as I'm older and I, I tried to get involved in team sports um, as an adult but I'm probably it's hard to do that if everyone is in it for the social which is fine and I love the social yeah. but I still want to get the best out of myself and yeah. expect the best from others as well yeah and that's probably not a social team kind of focus so well because I can imagine that as you said if they're there for the social and a little bit of exercise that's a bit of a different thing from I'm I'm here to to yes I don't mind a bit of the social but I really want to get the best out of myself at the moment and if you're in a team part of that is the result the team gets, I guess. And so if not everyone is giving that 110%, then there's an element there that you maybe are not getting. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of not quite hitting the mark. And I think that's when I started um, doing more the solo activities like running. Um, When did you start running as a, you know, as opposed to being, you know, it's cross country time, go do that or at the running carnivals at school and things? I don't know when I started, but my dad was always a runner with the Launceston Athletic Club, Uh which is now the Launceston Running Club. It is the Launceston Running Club. Yep. Well done. (laughs) So my dad, my dad ran the seniors um, with LAC and we would tag along on Saturdays and I still have my trophies. I think I won two Um, (laughs) and we the 2k race so I think there's a 1987 trophy that I got so I would have been six Um, so that's when I started kind of running and I've always from then yes cross country but have always just loved running and being active like at um, when we lived in Riverside the first time I think we moved um, in 1988 to West Tamer Road and just near Tamer Marine, I think you can still go there through the tea trees. Yeah. There used a little, to be a, yeah. a fitness trail there. There did. Which you, yeah, you could jump over like drains, but 
but then you also climb up over things as well. Yeah, they've taken and some of that those bits, the activities away, but yes. That, yeah. That so all of that, like I think it was treated pine stuff, but I remember we would cross the road together as a family and run through there and that was just the best thing. Um, yeah, so just doing that as a family and um, kind of trying to impress my, my dad, I think probably a bit and keeping up with my older brother and sister was um, important, yeah. So then you went on and you said and you went and studied human movement. So obviously it really has been a big thing in your life, the, that whole, well, the human movement. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, human movement wasn't my first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, designs on doing a science degree through ADFA. Okay. Um, yeah, but then didn't and stayed and did um, human movement. My mum will we'll say now if you ask her, um, Emily, I don't know why you went into teaching. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, so I, don't, I don't know, but it's always something that I've really enjoyed and especially through, um, well, through high school, like I was a coach of the different um, like basketball and netball teams at the Christian school. Yeah. And then when I was in college, I was a fitness leader. So I would take circuit classes and okay. um, I did learn to swim with, again, at the Christian school. But then later on, like at uni, I was doing learn to swim at Theogenes in their swim school there. Okay. Um, so I've always enjoyed kind of getting people active. Active, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I have had friends along the way who, have wanted to get into running and see that I run and say, you know, how, you know, can I run with you? Or yes, we'll run together. We'll catch up. And um, it's just sharing, I think my love of running and saying, you know, this is really good. This is fun. And they don't, yeah, they're not necessarily active people, but we do it together and it's fun. And it it changes what it is for them as well. Yeah. I have so, to go and do some exercise. Yeah, I, like I've had, I try to explain to people that when, if they say, oh, you know, or if I say we'll go together, we'll catch up for a run and people have been, nah, like you're too fast. I don't yeah. want to run with you. And it's like, that's it's not what it's about. Like running with me is very much like catching up for a coffee or a cup of tea. Like I love to chat yes. and it's all about going at a pace that allows that. Yeah. Um, and if I can be there for someone who might want to start running or even walking and it's like, I'll meet you, I'll meet you at, you know, five in the morning, um, if that's what it takes to get you out the door, like wow. I'll be that person. Um, and I did that with quite a few friends in Tassie, um, while we were still living there. And that was really fun. Um, it gave me an opportunity, like I would be able to go and run and do whatever at different times of the day, but then to meet other people when it was suitable for them and kind of get them out the door and support them in a way that was positive so what do you think it is in you that says um I'm prepared to put my hand up and and be the person next to someone who's who is obviously wanting to you know get out there and do a bit of exercise like you're actually volunteering to help these people ultimately have a healthier life and introducing them to this and keep them moving and things yeah I'm I'm not sure like I just I love helping Mm -hmm. um and in whatever capacity and sometimes 
you know, I'm I'm not able to help, but this like this is a real way that I can help. Yeah. And it's not necessarily um like it's not a big thing. Um and it's but it yeah, like I think every every little bit helps. And if it's a there's a barrier for someone, it's like I'll help them get over that barrier if that's so, what it is. You know, you're saying it's not really a big thing, but ultimately it's little things like that in people's lives that actually can make a big difference as well. Mm. And like- it, yeah. And it's helped me too. Like, yeah. you know, meeting, I think I've, I've got to chat with more people like that and meet new people just because we, we get together and we talk and it's quite, um, it's non-confrontational. Like, yeah. you know, I think walking next to someone or running next to someone, you're not, you don't have that eyeballing sort of yeah. pressure and stress. And that's, that's funny because I know you haven't listened to any of the podcasts and that's yeah, fine, no. but we actually talked about that quite a bit because of this, this science around, around that particular thing, uh, the non-confrontational nature of going for a run or a walk with someone because you're not eyeballing them face to face. We're more likely to open up and, talk about things that might be worrying us especially this study was for men but I think it applies to women as well because we're all human but you know men are notorious for not saying how they're feeling about stuff <laughs> so yeah I think that's cool yeah no and it's really I think um the movement helps as well mm-hmm. like you yeah, having um I was nearly going to do this um conversation outside but then I thought maybe the sound wouldn't be too bad because I thought I talk um a lot more freely I guess when I'm walking and feel free when, to yeah. just kind of move around in your chair yeah <laughs> thank you I do I, I can stay that. still <laughs> but um yeah just that whole movement thing and um but yeah getting out for me with other people meeting new people and hearing about you know what they're up to and stuff I love that too so yes like it helps them helps me too Um, connecting kind of time yeah it is so going back a little bit I happen to know that you have a kid or two yes I have three how did that no not how did that happen (laughs) Um, (laughs) when did that happen (laughs) um we well and my kids are quite old now so um I just imagine little still isn't that oh yeah no they're giants um (laughs) griff is our eldest so he's 15 he's um yeah back in 2006 and then archie is 13 and eva is 11 wow um and they came along at um i don't know as yeah I'm really, really proud of my um, planning and timing that went into that. No. Uh-huh. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Much loved children. No, don't get me wrong. Um, but, yes, uh, they're great. Um, it, it, it wasn't always great. It was very difficult when they were little. Yeah. Um, and after I think running became especially important for me during those times when they yeah. were little, um, after Griff, um, after we had Griff, so he um, he was challenging and actually we've got our, our kids uh, diagnosed on the autism spectrum mm-hmm. um, and each of them have had their own little quirks and stuff that I can probably 
uh, speak a bit lightly on now, but at the time wasn't. Very challenging. Um, oh, extremely challenging. Um, and so running for me became a very, um, I don't know, important time that I could just be by myself and I didn't have to kind of conform to the routine and structure that we had in our home. And especially with um, the autism, like we're not even just talking, no, children, that can be a thing. But when you have yeah. um, autistic um, spectrum stuff as well, then that, that structure is so important to them. Yeah. yeah. And it was a really good, um, important opportunity for me to kind of everything seemed, yeah, again, like out of control. Mm-hmm. But running was very grounding and it was something that I could control. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned in the notes that I sent you earlier after we had Griff um, and before Archie, I actually had a miscarriage Um, and that was, it's still like it's 14 years, but it's still quite, like it still feels quite raw. Mm -hmm. Um, But running at that time was uh, probably ventured into the unhealthy. I was doing it, doing it too much, not as a, it wasn't my friend. Well, so, okay. Yeah. When, uh, just for an, uh, when I, because I've, um, this is my second marriage, Simon. So mm-hmm. when I split up from my first marriage, which wasn't a very healthy one, uh, like uh, 25, like a long time ago, before I met you, um, mum, my mother, who's a, a therapist now, would say, what are you running away from? So, you know, you're talking about the unhealthy um, yeah. Like, yeah that kind of um, obsessive maybe I don't know yeah, no just... no no that's, uh, that's a fitting word is that what you're talking about <laughs> I think so yes I think it, it was also like I knew from my study like through uni knowing kind of for for everyone so for people you can uh, kind of vastly affect your kind of body composition and makeup at various points in your life there's kind of when you're around two that time Mm -hmm. and then when you're go through adolescence and puberty Mm -hmm. and that's another time um and for women each time we're pregnant that's another time that we can dramatically um impact um yeah the way our physiology yeah Yeah. and so you not know that that's really cool i knew that you know, this was an opportunity, this is really bad, um, an opportunity to uh, really kind of change myself. I don't know if that makes sense. So I didn't have a baby to look after. Yeah. And I was like recovered from the miscarriage and I just thrashed myself. Wow. And I thought this is a great opportunity to do that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that, um, yeah, it's probably not advisable or probably um, should have gone and 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 got some professional help um rather than take it all on myself but i i did get through that stage and um yeah running running really helped um yeah get me through that time yeah it's tough isn't it um so when you were running did you find that you were able to turn off or did you dwell on on what was going on and how you were feeling about it and just process the feelings that way no, I found like very much it was a time of processing yeah. um, and a very healthy, well, not healthy, but it was a good release for me. Like often I would be running. Um, it's, I do cry when I run. Um, I laugh out loud when I run too. Um, but so cool. crying is such a, like it's such a release and you can 
crying like in sadness and in anger and you know yell and scream and no one hears you because you're running through the bush or something yeah I was gonna say you're not running down the main street no no (laughs) not running down the main street so I tended to avoid pavement running um when I can but yeah trail running definitely is good um good for the heart and and for the brain and um yeah many many conversations with myself and um have been won and lost through running and have solved the world's problems over again through uh, through a run so so just to go um just to get some context you have moved you moved to Canberra that's where you live now yes and you have lived there how long because that seems like oh it's been a while since we moved here in February 2013 okay that was about the same time it was a year before we went away 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 yep before we went I did our travel bit um what are you doing there apart from raising your wonderful family I know that you went up there for your husband's work yes yeah so yeah Taz got a job which was really exciting and I um uh took a year off and I don't say did nothing but Uh um took a year off from work and um just, just hung out and then I got a job as the um, uh, manager for the runner's shop, which is a specialty running shop here in Canberra. Uh-huh. It was through connections I made at Parkrun, which we can go into that later, uh-huh. um, how great Parkrun is. Yeah. Um, and then I was there for five years and then I was the sport development manager for triathlon ACT. Um, wow. And spent a very short stint as acting executive director, which was a bit fancy um, for triathlon ACT. And then now I am the program and events manager for Pedal Power ACT, which is the largest cycling kind of organisation in Canberra. We're primarily an advocacy group, but we do do a couple of really cool events um, and run Learn to Ride programs for kids and adults. So I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I should have put that in my notes, but I would not recommend um, being an event manager during a global pandemic. Oh, really? Can't imagine. Like like running the, actually, we've been a bit lucky in Tassie. I really shouldn't say anything. (laughs) Oh, no, it's it's soul destroying. So I think um, with, when I was at triathlon ACT, I, I ran the events there as well. And in the 1925s, we had to cancel a lot of our events and then we were up against um, Lake Burley Griffin here in Canberra. As much as I love it, has uh, the water uh, quality issues. The water quality issues. Yeah. <laughs> so Blue Green Algae um, got our um, aqu- aqua series done. But then with um, COVID, oh, my goodness. And, I yeah, I organised a couple of events post-COVID um, the lockdown from last year in 2020 and and they were really successful and we had a great time and the planning that goes into how much you know we have one-way traffic through the wow. event hub this way and gap like spacing and sanitizer and yeah we we did a we had a great team and we did a really good job and with um into my role at Pedal Power, I had three months to prepare for the Big Canberra Bike Ride, which is a mass 
cycling event. We did all the COVID regulation, had everything squared away and expected. It was about 700 riders, I think. And we ended up having to cancel it the day before due to extreme weather. Mm. (laughs) Not even COVID. (laughs) Not even COVID. We had... We had covered that off and I was, yep, no, nah, this is really, really good. And then we had to cancel it and it was devastating. Was like it hot I'd, or cold? What, when you say was, extreme weather, what was uh, the Rain. It was rain and wind. Yep. So we were the same same um, weekend as the uh, uh, La Tap, which was running in Kayama. And I was kind of a bit smug in the weeks leading up because the forecast for them was quite a lot of rain. And I thought, ha-ha, you know, you put your event on my event weekend and you're going to, you know, that you'll suffer you. for that. Exactly. That'll teach you. And then I think they had 200 mils of rain forecast for 24 hours. And, um, but then the storm cell came further south and more inland than they were expecting. And it, and it was like, oh, that got us too. Like it... <laughs> It didn't actually eventuate um, as badly as they said. It was kind of a couple of days later that the rain really came and we had parts of the course that we would have used were flooded. But, um, no, we couldn't. When we have um, we, the riders that we have are kind of from ages three up to 90, we couldn't have, like, any sort of, like, that extreme weather. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, it wasn't. It, it's not an event for the serious riders. Yeah. Um, it's an event for kind of the community and for people who are wanting to get out and have a go and be active with their families. And it's like, oh, we, we can't do that. It's not safe. So, yeah. So what I'm hearing, Em, is your whole life really is encouraging people it is it's actually funny now it's like oh there's like a bit of a timeline and there's a common thread all through that um but yes yeah I love I love being active and I love seeing other people um discover the joy of being active yeah um and it's like sharing but I mean as you're saying you know sharing a secret with someone and yeah they just kind of grab hold of that and then they can go and share that joy because I think it, the joy is different for everyone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't, the cool thing is you can't tell someone how to enjoy it. You can show them how you enjoy it and then share, I guess, tips and what it is or the different things that you've thought about and that they may not have thought about. But I think it, it reaches people in such different ways. So. so- as an event manager myself, on and off over the last few years, I know how stressful that can be. I can only imagine when you have not just running involved, when you do some of the multidisciplinary events, just how extra layers of complicated and stressness that causes. Have you found that when uh, you, you use running or your own training as a way to help manage that? Because, you know, we're talking about stresses before with your children and um, and things do you use it for the stresses that you get in your normal you not normal but your kind of worky life yeah I do um it's very much a break like a break for my brain to kind of get out and we have some amazing places here in Canberra um trails and just the view that you get and the, depending on the time of day you kind of go yeah I'm going to go and run over on the like in the hills over to the west and then you get that sunset 
or you're over somewhere else, you know, the sunrise and you know where that's going to hit really well. So you're running through the Arboretum as the sun is coming up and it just is glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, definitely I, I still have to learn that if I'm training for something and also trying to organise these events sometimes, especially in the two weeks leading up to the event, mm-hmm. I need to modify my training because I have kind of, yeah, I, I, you, you know how you come down after an event. Yeah. If if you trying to do your training, do the event, and it's not just a come down; it's a crash. Yeah. And then it's like just oh. given so much of, in every direction. Yeah. So that's still like that's a work in progress for me to find that balance. But it definitely has um, even now, like in my day to day life, and we're in lockdown, so I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. it's I have movement breaks and I know the kids have movement breaks in their class and it's written into their like their um their learning plans at school that they have movement breaks to help them focus that's me I need movement breaks and yeah just I'm not an office dweller I don't do well just sitting down all the just time. sitting down so you've mentioned yeah. trails quite a bit so I'm assuming if I said to you where do you prefer to run, like on the road or paths or trails? Yeah, yeah, def- definitely the trails. Um, you just, there's so many, there's a, a lot of different um, like fire trails which are quite, they're groomed gravel, like it's yes. um, varying varying degrees of um, ruggedness or there's a lot of single track as well and it's all very close. Like everything is close in Canberra. You can drive for 20 minutes and you're so many different options and it's wonderful. And we have so many events here as well, which make the most of what all the cool things that we have. So yes, definitely, definitely trails though. I have, um, when I'm short on time and if I want the kids to join me for a run or something, then I'll go on a path. So it's easy for them to ride their bikes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so do yeah. you do much that's straight from your front door, apart from walking perhaps with well, a neighbour? At, at the moment, everything is from my front door. So thank we, you, COVID. <laughs> yeah, thank you, COVID. We were told, so up until yesterday, um, we had to exercise only in our own region, mm-hmm. um, which a little bit unclear about what a region is. Um, and it's more than a suburb. So suburbs in Tasmania are quite big. Yes. Um, so, but suburbs in Canberra, uh not they're very small they'll kind of be the equivalent of a couple of blocks um yeah so it's not we can go across suburbs but across regions I think Canberra is like you've got three or four regions in the whole area okay um if you had a look at a map of Canberra you'd be able to divide it up but um yes everything at the moment is I go from my door and I can get onto trails from my door in about a kilometer oh that's Um, awesome that's yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. So my hour, like my hour runs have been, we have um, Mount Taylor is just near us and I can do like there's just endless trails through there, but it's like I've been doing a loop that's kind of around yeah. 12 kilometres and um, like a, you could do heaps more elevation if you wanted to and there's, you know, so many, you can go up the north side or the south side, the west side and um yeah, it's just fun. There's lots of variations and um, we've got lots of mountains. They're not, 
they're not huge mountains, not like Mount Wellington, but it would be the equivalent of like Trevallon in, okay. in Launceston, that kind of hill and yeah. um, but dotted all the way around Canberra. We're like in a, in a valley. Yeah. yeah, just similar to Launceston but yeah. slightly bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it's good. Very, yeah, close access to trails and we've got which um, Stromlo is a Stromlo Forest Park. It's fantastic because we actually have a uh, maintained cross-country track there, which is a grass track, which is, I think, like a, a golf green, that yeah. manicured sort of surface for there's a 2.5K loop, a 2K, a 1K and a 1.5K. Like it's amazing. And so many people in Canberra don't even know about it. But, um, yeah, that's Secret. a... Uh, yeah a secret but also popular but um a really really nice place to run as well so you you talked before about training for events yourself yes what sort of (laughs) events are you well have you been doing in the last few years but I guess you can almost ignore COVID (laughs) yeah we can almost ignore COVID um so when Oh, I used to just do just running events. So yeah. moved to Canberra, like similar to what I was doing in Launceston, mm-hmm. um, moved to Canberra and I would do there's local like Canberra Times Fun Run or the Australian Running Festival, like 10K road races was a big thing. Um, I did um, a couple of Melbourne half marathons yeah. and I did the Canberra Marathon in 2019, I think. That was my first and only marathon to date. Well done. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, so there have been, I've set myself kind of a series of personal challenges to get my times below a certain benchmark. So it was always I wanted to break 20 minutes for 5Ks, yeah. 40 minutes for 10, 90 minutes for a half. And I've done that with awesome. all of those. That's so um, good. I'm yet to break three hours for a marathon, but I did 319 and wow. I I would like to go back and have another crack at that. So you did 319 when you were how old? 39? 39? I don't know, 38, 39, uh, something like that. I was like thinking that. about it this morning when I did my fastest marathon, and there's a point to this, <laughs> which was 336. I was 44. So you've got. Cool. I've got time. You got yeah. like you got plenty, but my point being, or actually, and my fastest twenty was um like nineteen fifty three in a running club, but I was like twenty seven or something, so that was a really long time ago. Um, my point being is, you never actually know that the one the run you just did was the fastest you're ever going to run. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like I think <laughs> this is the cool thing because I wasn't um like I was always an okay runner growing up it's like you know I would get you know athletics and stuff yeah. like that I was always I'm okay at that but I was never trained yeah. I just would do it yeah and then now coming to Canberra is when I really started consistently training and that's like the difference that makes like I want to do that thing and it's like well you, it's unrealistic to go yeah I want to run whatever for 5k's without putting in consistent training and to build towards that and that's kind of the the reward um, for all of that consistency um, is the I don't know when you finally hit that that time but then it's 
uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. My 5K PB came, I was just a solo run around the crit track here at, at Stromlo. Oh. And it was 1816. Wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I want to go sub 18. <laughs> so Where even, does it stop? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Where does it stop? Because my goal for that run was to go, I think, sub 1830. And so, like, it was a massive chunk. Like, it, it was a huge jump but I still wasn't happy. And it's just like, I don't think you'll ever be happy, Emily. So So, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Like it is. Well, there's number one is um, your motivation. Like you have, you set a goal and then you work out how you're going to get there and you do the training to get there. So that you obviously goal orientated Mm -hmm. as a a human, but there's that level of um, when you do get what you're aiming for and, but you're not satisfied. How do you work with that? How does that, how does that sit with you? Is, uh, that you? is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. No judgment it, either way. It's like. Uh, oh, I have to say, like, it doesn't sit with me very well. Like mm-hmm. I've, I have a history of not being satisfied. Um, yes. And I think probably one of the biggest um, examples of that was the, in 2018, I went to the triathlon world champs and mm. as an age group athlete and I so before before no before, I think I had maybe had two kids but I'd said to a friend I want to represent Australia in the 10,000 meters like running that's what I wanted to do and she said to me go, go for it <laughs> of course <laughs> okay yeah of course you want to do that Emily go for it and then it's not until years and like 10 more years later um, that I got the opportunity to represent Australia, not in the 10,000 metres, but in the swim 1.5Ks, then ride 40Ks and then run 10Ks. <laughs> yeah, so I got, I got my wish. Um, and wearing the green and gold, like that was uh, like a life, a life goal. And wow. I was so proud and but that wasn't enough. Like I really wanted to do well. Um, and I, yeah, going up on the Gold Coast, it was just a surreal experience. Um, and I did, I did, a, I had a good race. I think I, I PB'd for the distance, um, wow. which you can't, can you ask for more than that? And I exactly. think I agree. Yeah, so that's it. I like a peak lead to the distance. I, I wasn't injured and I, in my age group, I think I came 17th um, in the world. That's um, amazing. And I was devastated. And I... <gasps> Emily. <laughs> I know. I was so ashamed um, and just, I, I don't know, like I was so angry at myself mm-hmm. that I... I hadn't done better um and I just I think I I remember at the finish line the kids like Taz and the kids were there and um I hugged Archie and I said you know thanks like I'm so glad that you guys were here but I'm sorry I didn't do better oh Em so yeah it's so how do, you, how do you process that now, like now with on reflection? Because often that's when we oh, have the biggest lessons. Yeah, I don't talk about it. 
So, Excellent. Well, I'm glad that we can talk about it now. <laughs> I don't, it's like I pretend it doesn't happen because I came back and we're all geared to like in the best, I was in the best shape of my life. And it's like, yep, we'll kickstart onto the next season and go from there. And no, I, I didn't get on the bike for a very long time. I just lost everything. Like I stopped going to training, like the group trainings. I think I had a break. Yeah, I, I stopped everything. Like I was still doing stuff because if I didn't do, if I wasn't active, then I would be, you know, like a, a you know, a, a ball in the corner. Comatose state. That's pretty much, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was doing my own thing, but I just cut off a lot of people and just wow. kind of hid myself away because I was just so ashamed that, that I hadn't and done better. When you reflect on that now, though, do you, how do you... How do you see that? Do you see that as not necessarily realistic or, or whatever the word yeah. is to use? How do you, how do you Yeah, I think if I if I had a game, I would have gone up to the Gold Coast and and kind of performed or you know done it all a lot differently without so much seriousness. Like I okay. took myself too serious, yeah. um, and that was such a shame because it mm-hmm. kind of almost didn't matter. Um, not not that it didn't matter, but it, it, the journey is that's what's always been so important yeah. to me. Like yeah. getting there and the Gold Coast, it should have been my reward, or it was my reward yeah. for so much hard work. And I'm just I'm sad that I put so many eggs in that basket. I guess if that's the yeah. way that you say it. Like I was yeah. for someone who doesn't really. Um, like there's never been an end point mm-hmm. I've always just con- I've always just continued doing yeah. stuff but this one time there was an end point and it wasn't as awesome as I wanted it to be mm-hmm. like that sucks um, but I think now it's I've really gone back to what is important to me so instead of focusing on this one event or, or it's just like no nah, it's I just enjoy the process. So I'm not necessarily, if I'm not necessarily training for something, that's okay. Um, people often will ask me, what are you training for? And now, and I'll say, oh, well, nothing, nothing really. But life. I do, yeah, well, I, I do say life. And then I think that sounds a bit, no. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> but um, we, we have this event actually. So I, I, I am training for an event called the, the Sri Shimnoi Triple Triathlon, okay. which is it's, it's an event here held in Canberra every year, and it's three triathlons back to back to back. And over three which, days, or no, 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 on the same day from from sun sunrise till whenever you finish. Okay, and uh, it's so the it works out to be about six and a half k's of swimming. 100 k's of mountain biking and 42 k's of running and it's in each the swims take part in each lake in Canberra so there's three big lakes um the mountain bikes go over a lot of the hills of the mountains in Canberra and the runs also go over the rest of them um so you kind of circumnavigate you just it's a a journey through Canberra it's wonderful um I've done it as a part of a team um I was in a, an all-female team where I got to swim in all of the lakes mm-hmm. one year. 
And then last year I was in a group of three. We were a mixed team and I got to swim in one of the lakes and do two of the runs. Um, but, yeah, this year for my 40th, I thought I'm going to do the whole thing by myself and have a very supportive family and they were in on that. But um, I noticed not that a little while ago that I was getting too stressed with the training. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I noticed very, like if I wasn't hitting or getting all my training sessions in mm-hmm. and it was causing me a lot of stress. A bit of and this was, and- yeah, and the, mm-hmm. the event wasn't until November. Yeah. And so for me to be stressing back in June yeah. or July, I thought this is not going to be okay. So I stepped back and I rang the event organiser because he was excited about me doing it at solo. And I said, listen, I've, I'm not going to do it solo. Mm-hmm. But I will be fit enough, so I'm still training as though I'm doing it solo but without as much pressure, if we get to a point where the week before or the day of someone else's team, they have, you know, they, someone else wakes up sick, it's like we need someone to fill in. I said, you can get them to get in touch with me. So what am I training for? It's like I'm training to be a substitute. Uh, a substitute for someone's <laughs> triple try team and I would be an asset to that team. That's what I'm training for. <laughs> so, yeah, it's well, just. That's a way to deal with that stress. And I think, you know, isn't there, you should be patting yourself on the back for recognising what was going on in your mind and coming up with a solution that's working for you. Yeah. So I like, I think you're right. I will try and pat myself on the back, but sometimes I go through the, you're a quitter, Emily, um, and it just got too hard. But um, (laughs) it's also um, with the current COVID, um, the certainty behind events is not there either. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, trying to deal with that as well. But if the event does go ahead, and if anyone listening to this needs a team member. <laughs> Somebody's got their can, hand up. <laughs> that's right. Pick me. And she'll do like at at least five of the six legs. <laughs> oh, no, there's more than that. Then, there's nine there's legs. Nine legs. Nine so legs. I, she'll do yeah. like eight of the nine legs. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. If any, any mount, anyone's got their own mountain bike, because that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm missing. I do most of my, tra- my bike training inside. Oh, um, cool. And especially now the magpies are out magpies swoop in canberra i have and they, i think i saw that on like the news <laughs> they had something about magpies like, yeah 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 no so it's um I, I train a lot inside especially over winter and okay. but then when spring comes it's like it's lovely outside it's like but then the magpies get you um yes so from the, like, uh, it's funny what goes on in our heads and especially in relating to our performance stuff I can only imagine what it's like for and and you had a taste of that but the people in the Olympics and the you know the on that world stage Mm. it it must be so um so tricky and you can see where the sports psychologists and stuff really make their their money I reckon to help those guys to get through all those things that are going on in your head because often on reflection and even if you heard someone else say that to you what you just said to us you would probably go you know you should be really proud of yourself. You did a PB and, um, and, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because you're amazing, you know, and, but that doesn't necessarily stop the, the voices in your head per no. se, what other people say. 
Um, and I know that for me, I get quite anxious racing before racing. And even when it's um, just silly little like local races, we're not talking about representing anything but myself <laughs> you know so one of the ways I cope I, well I wanted to do something a bit longer than I'd done a 50 in a race but I um, got some coaches in the Netherlands who do a different kind of um, training more heart rate sort of based and they decided um, we should all have a challenge and do 60 kilometers so earlier in the year I went out and just ran 60 kilometers but I didn't and it was really really fun because nice. I, I didn't feel there was no, I wasn't racing against anyone else. I, you know, my family were there to support me and be there and give me coke when I needed it and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I found that was quite um, a non-pressured way to, you know, because I've done quite a few marathons and I always get really, you don't want to talk to me just before a marathon. I'm fine. <laughs> once, once you start, I'm fine. But before that, the anxiety and all of that bubbly stuff, I'm not, not very nice. Um, yeah, so it's, I just find it interesting that we all, if, no matter our um, abilities, we all suffer from a lot of that um, stuff and it's how we deal with it. So yeah, um, I'm glad that you have been able to reflect on it. I hope you have anyway and look back at it now and actually you are proud of what you did and see it for what it was now even yeah. though the niggly thing perhaps oh, I'm I am working I am working on that I think um it was yeah I think I, I probably moved on maybe I've swept it under the carpet yeah. um but I've <laughs> kind of moved try to focus more on it. it's like okay well if that wasn't what you wanted hmm. if that experience wasn't what you wanted what is it that you do want yeah. And so I look at events. So the, the Sri Shimnoi events here in Canberra, and I know that they do races all over the world. I've seen um, that. Actually, I think it was in Melbourne one time and I saw them doing like, and I'm like, what is that? Because yeah. you know, I, I recognise the name. It was like a, He was famous for something. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, it, he was, um, yeah, runner and weightlifter. and. So I think I Googled it of, when I saw it and I went, oh, that, that's funny. Anyway. Yeah. So no, really good. But the, the atmosphere for these events is so relaxed and joyful. Okay. And it's just like, that's, that's what I want. And if you, it, it, yeah, like, yes, people come and they'll go do and, but they do their best. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the, um, with the Sri Shimnoi group is to improve yourself. Yeah. Like it's almost, it's not, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It's, it's the journey and it's the journey and in, like the journey to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where it's like, well, that's me. That's what I want to do. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. Um, I so yeah, I go and do their events. I help out at their events. Um, and if I'm not running, yeah, if I'm not running in the, their events or they do the, the triple try, I will I help and my kids do their events as well and they always have really nice food at the end. So <laughs> I'm a big sucker for food and, um, yes, if you feed me, I'll do anything. Um, that's so, yeah, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> but no, the, I, yeah, that's the biggest thing. So kind of looking at um, the, the atmosphere of events and paying more attention to to how it makes me feel and what I want from it rather than 
the glory, I guess, because yeah. it's not, you know, the glory isn't, isn't guaranteed. And it's fleeting because, anyway. Like even if yes. you do get it, it's fleeting. Like yeah. even if you win the race or you whatever, get to the top of that pedestal, it, there's always someone else ready to come as well. Yeah. And, then it's, and, it, and it's just fleeting. That's just a moment in your life. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's, yeah, that's a hard lesson to have learned. But yeah, that's probably my biggest takeaway from from that. So, so earlier you were talking about parkrun. Yes, tell me your life with parkrun because I do have noticed that you've had a bit of parkrun stuff on Strava over the last few years. Tell me about parkrun and Emily. Um, I did parkrun when it first started in Launceston. Mm -hmm. We were still there for that. Um, and then we moved to Canberra and I was exploring our neighbourhood one Saturday when we lived down in um, near Lake Tuggeranong. And I was running around there and I ran past these people and I recognised the parkrun flags and I stopped and it was like, <gasps> you guys have parkrun. I said, they said, this is the first week that we're doing parkrun here. They no said, do you want to join us? Because it was just just about to start and I was like oh I don't have my barcode <laughs> but I'll so come I can't back run. next week I know I said I can't run I don't have my barcode but I'll come back next week and then That's so funny. I I went back next week and I ran in the Tuggeranong um, park run second park run and then from there like I met like the the, the run directors there and it was amazing like it was just it was the family that we needed that we didn't have um and it was such a really cool community. All the kids um, did it. So Taz and the kids came down and it really cool to see the, the pr- progression of the kids walking slash running and Eva started in the stroller. And then on the Saturday, so she turned four on, on the Thursday and then on the Saturday um, she had her own barcode new shoes and she ran kind of walked she was out of the stroller and it was such a cool celebration when the kids would they'd do high fives and I think I ended up no not think I know I ended up being um you know you volunteer and then you yeah. get to be a run director and um then I was also it wasn't like being there for a year and then I started one of the run directors was the owner of the runner shop where I started working in 2014 and um, I was talking to him and someone else about looking for work and they said oh well like you know I'm looking for someone and so went and had a chat and and got a job and it was wonderful like it was such a a supportive yeah supportive community and had um, you know met people with kids the same age but similar interests and yeah uh, we have seven park runs in Canberra now. Like it was, there was, Tuggeranong was the second one. And then now there's heaps of others and we've gone around to the different park runs and yeah. So are you still a regular park runner? No, I have to say I'm not, I haven't been a regular park runner because um, before, only up until, so last year before, it was either the bushfires or the 1920 bushfires or then COVID. Um, we were going to park run regularly um, up until that point. And then when the, the first lockdown happened last year, we stopped going. It was pretty hard on the park runs, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, people. Yes. 
parkrun mm-hmm. is so important to a lot mm. of people um and then when we came out of lockdown by that time i think taz had started training at a gym like with brazilian jiu-jitsu or something and that was on saturday mornings yeah so that clashed with him and then it's like oh, because with the kids under a certain age had they need to have an adult with them mm-hmm. yeah so kind of became a bit complicated and I mean, yeah, for a long time, Saturday was parkrun day at our family um, and we had parkrun clothes. Like the kid, just go put your parkrun clothes on. Um, And that was really good. But, yes, not like we will go back, um, but it wasn't um, with COVID and everything. It was just a bit too much to go back to. Um, But it's a very, it's been a very important feature in our lives in Canberra. It has been spoken of often. In fact, we've had Mm. um, Christine Timms on here and um, Craig Boone, (laughs) who are, you know, as they've both been um, in charge of a lot of parkrun stuff going on here, as you would probably know, certainly know Craig um, here with Launceston Parkrun. And, you know, people just saying that without parkrun, you know, they wouldn't have started running even. Yes. That's how they've, you know, joined the running community wherever they are so it's like yeah well it is it's fascinating because you get people if they're not sure about starting and then oh you know I'm too slow and it's just like there is no too slow because there's always the tail walker and they're always behind you so (laughs) it's their job (laughs) yeah yeah and if you if you if you go regularly then you bump into people who are about your um your pace and about and you get chatting, like it's a really good opportunity to chat. And I reckon most people actually wear the same clothes to parkrun because you get to notice people in their parkrun clothes. And it's like, okay, I'm going to catch that person. And there's been, like you you don't realise that you're kind of pushing yourself against people, but they're also pushing themselves against you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and you find like Strava a lot of all of my, a lot of my runs, all of my activities and stuff that I do are on Strava. And what I really liked with doing park run is you get to find other people that are connected on Strava, and then it's like, well, we'll find that person, and then you end up talking to them, not in a crazy like a stalker kind of way, but <laughs> you you can actually form connections, or you find that you have yeah. mutual friends. Things and um, not just park yeah run. <laughs> not just park run yeah yeah so and it's it's so cool it's like oh you see someone at park run then you might see them out on the trails and yeah. then you're just saying hi and it's um the active community in Canberra is incredible like it's very rare that people don't say hello, hello. um and it's really nice and especially in lockdown probably more so in the first lockdown I found people were a lot more um happier to see people mm. um this second lockdown has been hard because it's everywhere marks masks are mandatory oh, um even and, when you're exercising as well well if you ex i don't wear one when i'm running yeah um but you're supposed to wear one um generally out and about just like walking or whatever if you're walking mm. but i find it's um when people when your face is covered Mm. With a mask, it's a lot harder to see if people are smiling or not. <laughs> and if they're, yeah. So, but it's always, um, it is nice to see people out and about and to, I don't know, just to joy together in how nice it is, especially yeah. this time of year. Oh, yeah. So. Um, with, with injuries, 
Ah, yes. <laughs> Find yourself a good physio that says you can still run. So. <laughs> <laughs> In those odd occasions, and I'm pretty sure you have had, you can tell me if I'm wrong, a time where you've had an injury that means you can't run for, say, if it's six weeks or something, which seems like a yep. really long time for a runner. Yes. Um, especially someone like you and probably me, though someone said you can't run for six weeks, then what would I want to do every day for the six weeks and probably go for a run? Um, how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that when someone well, when you have to? That is the beauty about triathlon uh-huh. is when you're injured, injured for one sport, you can train the others, um, especially, yeah. So swimming, there's not such a, like it's always good to be swim fit. Like, and if you don't swim, like we haven't been swimming for quite a few weeks now. And I'm a bit worried about getting back in the pool whenever that may be, because you lose it. Like if you're not in the water, you lose it. Um, yeah. The feeling of it, the fitness of it. But um, if I couldn't run and I could ride, mm-hmm. there is a very, like being able to ride and um, you get quite a lot of crossover benefits yeah. from riding to running. So it's, it isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's get the it's kind of a happening. step above a poor yep. cousin effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's always um, there's always something you can do. Like I'm very fortunate. I have never had a stress fracture or anything serious like that. Um, I don't know how I would cope with that. You just couldn't move. Um, like you're like that's it. You yeah. Have to stay still. That, yeah. Oh no. Um, but I think there's always there's always something. So it might not be swimming, riding, or running, but there's always something. So even like online, YouTube is a great resource for different like yoga and Pilates and things like that. It's like I can't run. Fine, I'm going to do three Pilates classes a day, and that's. <laughs> That'll so I'm so chill and stretchy and bendy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, yes, so there's always been a um, – my Achilles has been my biggest issue. We have a tumultuous relationship, my Achilles and I, um, and I've, I've finally – like it was – it's been a long time. Like sometimes it was just excruciating. Like I would still run and yeah. just cry because it's so sore. But um, – it's but it like I'm on top of it now but I have to Peter Davies who you know oh yes yes I've uh, been running with Peter and Anne for many years as well now um but he's had an had Achilles things but he would he blames um age (laughs) he says we all get it but you're not old enough (laughs) think no I think I've got really pathetic calves as well so if I go to the physio and they say do calf raises and I do calf raises and then stop and they say is that all and I was like yep it's like that's pathetic oh um so I don't know if the if my calf yeah my pathetic so I'm looking at my calves you're looking at at them going oh um but no it's I I have to be really consistent strength training is huge yeah um not a huge component like it's consistent but mm. so important so when I say huge I mean it is so important to make sure you do it yes and so it's very I do strength training twice a week um like designated times there might be mm. I might do extra bits um kind of like core or like you know I might do a, a set of planks or something mm. on a different day but 
definitely twice a week I'm yeah. doing strength training and that's in the garage with pretty heavy weights. I think um, I remember when you started that. I think you were posting like a few yes. years ago you, when you were, you were like seemed to be in the garage a lot. Yeah. So when I um, first moved to Canberra, I got into powerlifting ah, that's um, okay. and that was I was going or Taz encouraged me to do a powerlifting competition um, and in the end I didn't because it clashed with a triathlon so I had to choose mm -hmm. um, but I love lifting heavy things it's so good um, I don't lift it's more for functionality though at the moment so I'm not going up to super heavy stuff yeah. but it is like I would say it's heavy yeah. um, it's not like the mini mini dumbbells it's yeah. big big olympic bar and weights on and doing the like squats and deadlifts and bench press and stuff like that so I did start I did some jumping today so I've got a box and I did some jumping which I don't often do but I think as you get older I think mm -hmm. it's I'm gonna say it's supposed to but it is a good idea to yeah. keep that sort of functionality up and keep moving yeah, I think that is good. Yeah. That's why I try and do at least one session of um, interval stuff. And I, mm -hmm. my coaches make me do some strength stuff as well because, you know, runners are notorious <laughs> for ignoring that and then getting issues yeah. where they could have avoided it. <laughs> They've done yes. a little bit of strength work. And we're not talking about anything major, like you said. Just No, um, no, it's even not. Even body weight stuff. It doesn't even have to be your Olympic bars or anything. <laughs> exactly. And there's, a, yeah, strength work and, um, and stretching. Mm -hmm. And there is some, I go, there's a guy I see for, um, well, I've got a physio, but then also like a sports massage therapist and, I'll go and say, I've come to see you. And he's like, what's wrong? And it's like, well, um, yeah. I know I should have seen you probably two weeks ago, but now my hip is really sore and, oh, Emily. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, keeping all that and like, I think a, a good sports massage therapist, a good physio, um, doing strength and conditioning programs and stuff like that is so important um, to keep you ticking over because I think not not doing that you do risk losing the ability to be able to do what you want to do but also what you need to do yeah so even I can remember many many years ago um before I started running after I'd had one child because I started running after the second um just going upstairs with groceries for example just like in my early 20s the idea that like just getting out of breath but mm -hmm. so that was way back then like it's just functional stuff for your everyday life whereas I don't I don't think I could say that that that's happened ever, like since I started running when I was sort of 26 yeah. as an adult um I don't think I could say that I've got you know out of breath in that I could remember it you know I can whereas when I was younger and when sport wasn't a part of my life or running wasn't a part of my life I can actually clearly remember just doing everyday things was sometimes challenging yeah uh, it's um it's one of those things where you think everybody should do it because <laughs> it, it just makes everything in life smoother and easier for you so you know exactly. rather than having a hard life um identity is a question I often ask so Ooh. but identity around running so if I said to you when do you think you first called yourself a runner when would you think that was? Ooh. I think I've always thought of myself as a runner. 
on Strava, I yeah. on my Strava profile, it is runner, occasional triathlete. <laughs> um, so that's I've uh, yeah no, it's not a a moment. I don't think there would be a time where I said, "Yep, this is when I would say that I would be a runner." It's like I've always I've always run, and running has always been there for me in some form. Yeah. So. Yeah, not yeah, very much not always like not runner is I'm not a racer. Yeah, but, but just, definitely a yeah, runner. Definitely yep. a runner. Um so if I was to ask you how you think running has improved your life, like what your life would be like if you didn't have running, what one thing would you say has running's given you that's the most important to you in your life? Um clarity. Mm-hmm. Maybe like when I'm running, I feel like I have clarity. When I come yeah. back from a run, I feel maybe I've lost it. But it's, um, <laughs> yeah. Lots of good ideas on a run that don't seem like <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I, yeah, I can't tell you how many runs I've gone out for when I've been struggling with a problem with a, for work or for home or whatever. And then I'm out on a run and go, this all just makes perfect sense. Of course, we do it this way. And then I come back and go, hmm. no. <laughs> but it was good to thrash it out on the run. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I think clarity is a good word, um, but I, I wouldn't be me yeah. if I didn't have if I didn't have running. Even if you know, like it's there's there's a couple of things um, when I'm crabby at home the kids will either say, or Taz and the kids will either say, do you need something to eat Mm -hmm. or do you need to go for a run? And that's probably been me forever. So I even remember my mum asking, well, she asked, do you need something to eat, Emily? (laughs) So So the crabby thing seems to be the consistent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just crabby. So just (laughs) like short-tempered. or um yeah impatient I get quite impatient and snappy and yeah chances are it's one or the other it's food or running yeah get out there and sort it out yep so you you touched a little bit on it then but what sort of things do you think about when you're running don't have to be specific (laughs) (laughs) written whole books um (laughs) I what do I think about I do try and be, as well as answering all of life's questions, but being in the moment and appreciating yes. what it is that I'm seeing. I love that. Um, I'm not sure, like running in the early morning when it's minus five degrees and it's super frosty and you just have this clear sky with the different gradients of colour. Mm. As you see the sunrise, like it is just amazing. Um, and More then. Inspiring. Yeah, it really is. And it like apart from the cold, you know, it takes your breath away. Mm. Um, and when I'm like most of my runs are by myself and I've had moments where I'm just looking around going, is anyone else seeing this? Like this is amazing. And, you know, running to the top of, uh, running to the top of the hill and, you know, like that lung busting, mm. bursting sort of feeling, but you break over the crest to see like if you're running here in Canberra on Coolamon Ridge 
and you it opens out towards the west and the Brindabella Ranges and depending on what time of day it's there but it is just spectacular and it's like I know that there are lots of other epic views around Mm -hmm. the world but just appreciating what we have in front of us like that's trying more and more just to be where I am and it's not always the case like sometimes I'll go for a run and I'll come back and go I don't even not that I I don't even know where I went yeah um and I think especially in the when you're doing that pounding the pavement sort of thing um it can get a bit monotonous but it's appreciating the focusing on what you're feeling and what you're smelling and what you're seeing around you mm-hmm. when you run mm-hmm. so that I guess it's for that moment like that yeah it's moment. very meditative and I'm yeah. realizing that more and more that that is a, a, like a form of meditation for me is just yeah you don't you don't have to think about anything. You just let it be. Um, and sometimes while you do process things, you don't, there's no, yeah, requirement. No one knows. There's, um, there's actually science around it now that shows. I love science. That shows, <laughs> there's neuroscience that shows that um, running can have similar effects to meditation. Like mm. the actual physical effects that are going on in our brains, not just the chemicals, but some of the like new neurons and all the, whatever. I'm not very, <laughs> not as scientific <laughs> as I should be. But um, yeah, there's just so much stuff going on physically as well as chemically, which I know yep. is still physically, but yeah, um, it, which looks very similar to many meditative states as well. So I would think when you're having those kind of runs in the environment that you described mm. so well, I think that's your brain is producing those kind of things as if you were meditating but you're moving so but you move yeah the movement yeah. is the, the really the important part I think for me so I do have conversations with people while I run who That's, aren't with you, you who talking? aren't with me and uh-huh. which gets me into trouble sometimes because oh. <laughs> well you know how you just like you, when you don't send a text message reply or you don't email someone back and it's like, mm-hmm. but I've told you about this. And then, oh, no, hang on. You were not with me on that run. When I so, thought I was talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But it has helped prepare for conversations when you have them in the future. But, um, yeah, that's just a little, I'm just throwing you little tidbits as to why just Emily's just a little bit weird. Not at all. I love that. <laughs> I'm sure I could probably, I'm sure I've done that. Um, so how do you, like you just described, and we all know that Canberra can be maybe colder actually even than we get here in Tassie. And like a lot of people say how cold we have. We have it here. But how do you get out the door on those days when it's just, it's not conducive to initially yeah so Canberra is both colder and hotter and And Mm. so we do get the more extreme ends um colder it helps if you're meeting someone somewhere so I'll often um through winter will have so this is the first winter that I haven't actually I was would meet usually a friend a couple of times a week out Mm -hmm. at Stromlo and we would meet at 5.30 before the sun was up in the dead of winter and it would be very, very cold. Mm. And But it would be equally 
beautiful. So if we had the moon, if the moon was out, the grass would be so white, it basically glowing. Wow. So it's that sort of thing will get you out because it's pretty. Yeah. And also it's like, well, if I get my session done before the day, then I've done it. So yeah. I do like that as well. I feel like I've come a bit, become a bit lazy of late. So yeah, I, I am a morning person, uh-huh. but I'm not as early morning person as I used to be. Okay. So yes, but it's, I, I don't know. I find meeting someone helps mm-hmm. um, with those early morning um, sessions or runs. Um, and if not, you know, if you've got a, well, you have to do it now because if you don't do it now, there's no time to do it later. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I like that. Um, so before when I asked you when you decided you were a runner and you said you don't remember deciding that because you've always been a runner, how long do you think you'll be a runner for? I hope that I am always a runner. Like mm-hmm. I will, yeah, I still, I still have goals to go faster. So I still want to improve yeah. my running. Yeah. Um, but I would like to be running um, until for, for my whole life. Like we've got, I mean, I know it. like LRC, there would be um, older people there who are still running. And like we've at the, um, the ACT Masters Athletics Club, like there was uh, an 80-year-old lady or lady in her 80s um, and she was amazing. Like we would run in the same like track events. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's like, I want to be like that. I want to still be like getting, finding joy um, in movement and in running. And it doesn't matter how fast um, you do it. It's just that you're doing it. So I think um, that's especially why doing strength and stuff is so important now. Like I'm not, I know I'm not super young, but I'm not old. Um, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not old. Um, You're not old. But that, like, that's an incentive as well to keep that sort of thing up because if you keep your body moving, then mm-hmm. it's what is it? Use it or lose it. Totally. Like I've yeah, and I've seen that. Like with my my grandparents, they they used to be um, one. Nana Dean used to be super active and walking all yeah. the time, and when she stopped doing that, then she faded away. Yeah. And it's yeah, then different injuries and. I don't know, like you hear stories about people, like older people falling over as well get, and then they... Hurt their hips and things like that. Yeah, hurt their hips but then they don't know how to get up and it's yeah. like, well, we need to keep doing burpees so that we know <laughs> how to get up. I was talking to, like I've got a bunch of friends who are nurses who I run with and they were um, talking through how they have to teach older people how to, when they fall, how to get up from a fall. That's actually mm. really, is a, it's actually a... A thing like it's to do with um you know there's a way they can roll over and then sort of crawl to something that can help pull them up but yeah for, for us it's like what like it just doesn't compute how can you not and I, as you said before it's probably um you use it or you lose it if you don't realize there are skills that we all take for granted now um yep. you know even in my 50s <laughs> take it for granted <laughs> um but if you if you don't keep you know fit and healthy especially physically then those things may not be as easy you know in your 80s and 90s yeah Mm -hmm. so I mean even jumping though 
yeah. like I, doing box jumps it's like oh no I don't want to do that because I don't want to hurt but so you don't jump and then it's like well when was the last time you jumped I did like, well, oh <laughs> I, yeah I, they're not I'm very pretty sure cartwheels I think <laughs> all my my leg muscles would just go eh! <laughs> I was thinking about my wrists actually it's like oh yeah gonna hold me yeah, yeah. anyway they still do <laughs> we'll see I'm gonna have to go and try that I haven't it's done okay. a cartwheel in ages I'm sure you could I'm positive yeah. you could, in fact you're much stronger than me <laughs> ah, I'll do a video it <laughs> and the kids would love it the kids love it when you do cartwheel and then you uh you know the cartwheel where you round it off I think that's what yes, we used to call it it's a round off yeah that's good yeah I yeah. can do that and that's easier yeah. actually than a normal I, cartwheel. I know I they were my favorite round offs <laughs> were my favorite there you go yeah. so we all just feel like being a kid again yeah <laughs> so, um Emily yes is there anything before I ask you the last question, the second last question? Is there anything in uh, in what we've talked about about running that we've missed? Is there anything you think we should have covered that you'd like to cover to share about running? Because obviously oh. it's been a part of your life for a long time. Um, mm. Is there anything you think we should mention that we've not covered off? Oh, I think running in the rain is underrated. Everyone should do that sometimes. I did that today. <laughs> I ran in the rain today. Yeah. What do you like the, about running in the rain? Uh, just, just the wildness of it, mm-hmm. the wind and the rain, like being safe because if you go running in the wind and you go in the bush, trees can fall on you. Um, so that's a thing to keep in mind. But just the apps, like the... It just makes you feel wild. There's electricity in the air. There is actually electricity in the air. There's energy in the air uh, whenever we have um, wind and rain. um, It does actually. There's science. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Science has the answer for everything. And the reason why you should run is science. Um, But no, I do. The rain and the mud and like that is something something that I have always loved like that was living when we when I was in high school so lived in Lagana and then at the Christian school in Riverside if it was raining I would catch the early bus home so I would leave school early (laughs) catch the early bus home just so I could run in the rain and it was like I loved those days and it was just like come on hurry up hurry up and you just go I'd take the dogs out and through all the puddles and just get so wet and so muddy and it would just be glorious. So it would make every day better. So um, you really do like to hearken back to your childhood and reliving those moments. <laughs> they're actually just simple. Like you were talking about being in the moment before. They, they literally are just moments. It's, it's living in that moment. It's like not being... Like as long as you're not freezing cold or, or in danger of a tree falling on you. Um, yeah. What's not to love about, you know, hanging out in the rain? I can never hurt anyone. <laughs> so <was> yeah. like... <laughs> That's right. It's like, and you can, you just so, you know, you can come back and what's better after being out in the rain that coming home, having a hot shower, Getting... sitting on the couch with mm. some, with a Milo and peanut butter toast. Feeling snuggly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, a running tip. So what would you say to someone who came to you, and I'm sure they actually have, um, who wanted to start running or get back into running? What, how would you get them started? Well, I'd ask them if they wanted a running buddy and yeah. I would say, can I, can I come too? Um, I would suggest probably the most important thing to get started is that they're comfortable. So whatever they're wearing, um, whether it's shoes, like making sure they're in like correctly fitted shoes for women, having a well-fitted supportive bra, because mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's uncomfortable if it's not. Um, and, yeah, being comfortable. So making, yeah, clothes that fit you well, that aren't too tight mm -hmm. um, or restrictive. And if, if you want to run with someone, then finding someone to run with is um, is important too. Like not an accountability buddy, but someone who will encourage you yeah. um, as you start something new. And that like whether it's, you know, if you're not with someone in person, it's, you know, you can be connected on Strava or I know people who live in different states, but they call each other while yeah. they do that. Um, but yeah, finding finding a running buddy and being comfortable while you do it, I think is important. That's really cool. Thank you. Simple. No worries. Thank you. Um, so, Emily, it has been amazing. <laughs> I really have appreciated your time because you, you just have a wealth of information about <laughs> running and just moving, actually, with your triathlons and everything else. Your life has just been one movement fest. <laughs> yes it's very cool and I do appreciate you sharing all your wisdom with us and being vulnerable too it's really oh, valuable and inspiring so oh thank you thank very you. much for having me along and I yeah I mean it's no surprise to anyone that knows me I can just keep talking about running yeah. so I love it so much um <laughs> and yeah anyone out looking for a running buddy you know hit me up so, and they don't yeah. even need to be in Canberra. You can have they don't even need to be on camera. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Emily, stay on because I'll have a quick chat with you um, when we get off. But again, thank you. You're welcome. Catching up with you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.